Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Put him in the hole. Put him in the hole of fame. Parkinson Spiegel to the wreck. Killed it in a foul. And take the turnover with five seconds to go as Billy Donovan and Greg Popovich meet at midcourt. Offering great sportsmanship. Yep, they'll see each other in again a couple of weeks in Texas. And this ball game is over. Bulls win! Bulls win! Bulls win! 114-95. Let's dance! Uh, your, your last dance actually, by the way, was pretty good with Benny. You're gonna have to top that here tonight, but. Uh, another great effort by the Bulls. Nice to see that moment post-game. Greg Popovich, Billy Donovan. That's how it sounded right here on 670. The score, Chuck and Bill on the call. Anthony Heron and Marshall Harris in for Danny Parkinson's Matt Spiegel on the Parkinson Spiegel Show on the score. Let's go out to the score hotline presented by Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Talk to our guy, Darnell Mayberry, Bulls writer from The Athletic. He is on Twitter, at Darnell Mayberry. So my guess as I was – I'm not a, I'm not an effective lip reader, Darnell. Appreciate you uh, joining us here. But my guess was that maybe Pop was uh, was telling Billy, hey, heard you were thinking about trading uh, DeMar. We could use a veteran <laughs> to, to come in here and help school some of our young players. What do you think about making a deal? You, you think some wheeling and dealing was happening there? You know, I didn't see it. I was too busy watching LeBron and Zach Levine give all, each other all that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Reading those tea leaves over there instead, huh? Um, a lot of love being shown after the game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. That is a fair observation. So then, what do you think for the we we were just discussing the 11 game stretch here without Zach, as as everyone has been, of course. And I don't know. Maybe maybe darn. Um, Maybe Darnell, that Marshall and I are just kind of living in this hopeful space right now of having that skill set, that talent available to infuse additional impact into what the Bulls have been doing with Zach Levine off the court that maybe Bulls brass would be excited to see what this can look like with Zach. But what, which direction do you think the meter is tipping more, that maybe Zach is added back into this or still more so the potential for a trade? I mean, I think Zach has a say in that as well. Um, you know, he it came out earlier. We reported at the Athletic that he is open to being moved, and if that's the case still, and he does not want to be here, then I think it's best for the Bulls to try to find a solution that works for both sides. But uh, beyond that, even if 
they can mend whatever rift that they have, or rift is a strong word, even if they can find common ground and, and, and figure this thing out. Zach has a lot to prove now to get back into the lineup and, and not ruin the rhythm that this team has already has already generated without him. So I think a lot is on Zach Levine at this point to prove that he fits and, and instead of them having to fit around him. Now, and, and help me with the, I guess, the timeline of some of that, because I was talking through this a little bit earlier in the show as well. My impression is that Zach Levine said he's willing to be traded partly in response to the Bulls seeking to trade him. Is, is that not kind of what the, how, how the timeline of that played out? Yeah, that's that's sort of my read on the situation with Zach um, from, from my conversations with him, from interviews he's done uh, in group sessions. He feels like the, the team, and he hasn't said anything publicly in terms of he wants out. I mean, he's made sure to, to reiterate himself on that, but uh, I think he, he feels like his name was in trade rumors, and why is it now uh, he's the bad guy if if he decides, okay, well, let's uh, find common ground. And so I think that stems is the is the the source of a lot of the frust- frustration for Zach Levine. Now I, I do think that the reason I asked Darnell is because I think the context of that matters because I think as people view basketball, they've seen Kyrie Irving and James Harden and seen what guys like what a real malcontent can kind of look like when they're demanding themselves out of town and tearing a locker room apart and those types of things. And it feels to me like the frustration that Bulls fans have had with Zach Levine as a guy who who should have maybe taken this franchise over and taken the Bulls to new heights, and that hasn't played out. And I feel like maybe Zach has been cast in a, in a light where, where the production and the evaluation of his production is one thing, but I do think the conversation about just kind of what he is as, as a guy has, has sort of you know, had the frustrations about his lack of production filtering into that. So that's, that's why I wanted to kind of clarify some of the, the context on the, the trade aspect of it. Yeah, and he's, he's been around the team. He's been supportive of the team. Uh, he's been in post-game locker rooms, home and, and on the road. So uh, he's still sitting there. You can see him on, on video cheering the guy. So I don't think it's so much about that. The losing uh, for the last, you know, better part of seven seasons now has – really gotten to him and the team just hasn't been successful and you keep doing the same thing he's even said this just feels like they're doing the same thing for the last two three seasons now and they are (laughs) and unfortunately for him because it's a bad look now that he's not in the lineup they're winning and playing a style that everyone seems to appreciate but but shouldn't he fit into that style like I'm trying to figure out how he got here because I know Billy I know what he said about you know I can see Zach and that skill set fitting in here, Darnell. But, like, he was part of the problem. Not all of the problem, obviously. But he was part of the problem why they were not playing this style at the start of the season. Because they talked about it. They talk a great game. They talked about it in Nashville. They talked about it when they got back from Nashville. They yeah. talked about it before they went to Nashville. <laughs> the, the parts have not talk changed. Talk about it in the players-only meetings. Yes, they talk about it everywhere. Look, look, look. so, so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to understand, like, from a standpoint of Zach putting up career-low numbers – how much was the foot a part of this versus their, them just not being able to get on the same page from a cohesion standpoint when you have the same core players back from a year ago? Yeah, my understanding is that there was also some frustration with just the the new offense um, trying to incorporate uh, a what is it free flowing um, 
um, you know, one for all, all for one type offense where everyone gets involved and uh, everyone's a threat. Uh, I think there was some frustration from a lot of people uh, within the Bulls roster uh, with with trying to incorporate some new schemes. Um, and then does it? I think to your question, Marshall, like does Zach fit coming back? It's just not that easy when you got a guy who's been a scorer his whole life, um, and you know that's his his elite skill is scoring. And then you want to move the ball and get all these passes and get everyone in, in the flow uh, that, that doesn't mesh all the way with Zach Levine. Now, he does do some things incredibly well that could fit transition scoring, uh, coming off screens, catch and shoot type things. But, you know, if he feels like he's the isolation player who deserves the ball in his hands, especially in crunch time, uh, then, then that's just given the success that we're seeing with the Bulls now, that's just not what. I think the Bulls are going to want to do with Zach Levine. Okay, I'm with you on that. 3.9 assists per game over his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.4 this year, 4.2. Like I'm looking at the numbers right here in front of me. I, I get that. So, so my question is, when he does come back, because if you're going to trade him anyway, I mean, I guess you've got to have a bill of proof that he, he is healthy. How, how, how do you see that playing out, him being reintegrated into this team? You know, I think he's going to have a lot to prove. And if he doesn't, it's going to look bad. I think worse than it does now that he's out of the lineup and the team is winning without him. If he comes back and they've been winning or at least continue to be competitive and and look to play a certain style of play that uh, can lead to winning results, and, and then that all just crashes and burns when he comes back, that's going to look horrible. So I think he... Uh, has a lot to prove in terms of how he can come in, not just offensively, but defensively as well, and Mm. keep up what the Bulls are doing right now because they are playing the best we've seen probably in three seasons. Yeah, since Lonzo Ball got hurt. Easily, since Lonzo Ball got hurt, they're playing the best. And so at at this stretch then where you're seeing Vooch as a floor general and and Kobe White as – you know, an offensive wizard at times, and DeMar seeming to be able to fit in and out of when it is time for him to try to take over versus times where he's just sort of a part of the flow of everything and, and a more aggressive version of Patrick Williams. So all these things are now enhancing. I haven't had the impression up to this point that that Arturis Karnaschovas is at any point looking to rebuild here since they did run it back yet again. So what does this stretch of this last 11 games, then what, what position does it put them in, Darnell, that you know, if Zach Levine isn't going to become a, a legitimate part of this again, then are, are they just moving forward with kind of pursuing whatever the ceiling of this current crop of bulls is? Or is there still the potential to just try to tear this thing down to the studs like we were talking about through those first you know dozen games of the season? I think right, right now the bulls are getting a great look at some of their young guys, Ayo Dasumi, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, even at times, uh, you know, those are the, the players who are getting extended minutes now without Zach Levine um, taking up what 32 to 35, 36 minutes a night. So, um, you know, this is great experience for them and it's great evaluation time for the front office to, to look at these guys and see what they really can do and, and how effective they can be with more responsibility. And I think what you're seeing is if this team can win with Kobe White uh, and Zach Levine not in the lineup, then I think the decision becomes a lot easier on what you do with Zach Levine if you have 
you know, a, a player similar, but not as uh, not as elite as Zach Levine is as a scorer, but you know, similar as a shooter and, and that type of thing. You know, I don't see what the decision where the decision is difficult at that point. Yeah, I guess I'm just a guy who looks at how, how important depth is, and I see all these offenses that play so well with kind of more of a free-flowing style, the ISO. It's Levine, as you, as you stated, him being obviously the all-star, the ISO scorer, that's giving – I'm not worried about the system. I am the system, James Har- a la James Harden. And, and Harden has had <laughs> success with the Clippers now that he's oh, yeah, gotten settled in. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I, I just, it's sad to me that this might not work. I, I feel like it mm. should work, but maybe that's just me being sad because I'm like, the Bulls have an opportunity to do something here. And and given what happened with the Bradley Bill trade to, uh, to Phoenix, what would the Bulls even be getting back for, for, for Zach Levine of value that can help them in the future? I mean, you know, we keep talking about Zach Levine like he's helped this team win, and that's mm. not been the case. And that's not a knock on Zach Levine. It's just the truth. I just heard a clip the other day. They said, the truth can never be considered disrespectful, and we can't we can't keep sitting here talking like about Zach Levine like he's helped this franchise. Like Marshall, the the the, the timeline of this three seasons in, I don't know how much longer you want to give it. Like, no, you're right. We 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 question the Demar Derozan and Zach Levine fit from the very beginning. Yeah, I think enough time has passed where we can confidently say uh, and accurately say. It does not work. You take one of those guys off the floor, leave the other one, and then all of a sudden, like magic, it works. They're eight and three in the last uh, eleven games, and you know have a six point one net rating. I mean, it's it's incredible what's happened. And I think the only way the two explain it at this point is to look at the addition by subtraction. Man, I mean, that's that's some. You know what? You're right. <laughs> you're not even being disrespectful. You just tell me how it is. And you know, hey, Darnell, you know I follow it. So you know I, I know you're right. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. But I, I just want to know what they can get back. Like, and you're with me on this. Like, what are you getting back for Zach Levine? Because that contract's so massive. It's like, how do you get it? Yeah. Is it going to be a salary dump, basically, then? It, it might be. And that's something that Man. we probably have to wrap our minds around. Because, again, the Bulls right now, and you can caveat it any way you want. Maybe some guys were missing, some players, whatever. But the the fact of the matter is the Bulls right now are better without Zach Levine. So if you can dump his money, if you can get off of that contract and get some, some pieces back that can help you, maybe you're not going to get a first-round pick or two first-round picks, multiple draft picks. But uh, maybe you're not going to get a young star player. Uh, but if you can get some competent players who come in and fit, um, and you can get off of that money, I think at this point it's a win. And let me just add this. That's a knock on Arturis Karnaschovas because Zach Levine's trade value was higher at one point than it is now, and if he does have to just dump his salary, then shame on Arturis Karnaschovas. Yeah. And I think, you know, at, at least for me, Darnell, I suppose part of the, I guess I'll use the term hesitation, it just the being comfortable sort of just doing a, a salary dump with Zach Levine is because I do feel like he's got – a fairly unique set of skills and, and when it comes he, to the game of basketball. And that he's going to go somewhere else and shine and, and help a team potentially right. win. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, he, he's never been a winning player. He's never been a part of any major winning at any point in his career. So the next time he wins at a high level will be the first time he yeah. wins at a high level in the NBA. But the skill set is so tantalizing, is so titillating, and now seeing the way that this squad is playing, it, it has my interest peaked uh, for, for what – 
a guy who shoots like Zach Levine, a guy who can operate in the open court like Zach Levine, what he could potentially add to this current version of the Bulls. And that and part of what I was talking to Marshall about a bit earlier, Darnell, was this version of Kobe White, where Kobe White has has seized a level of control and and DeMar DeRozan, to his credit, has deferred a level of control to Kobe White here. And Kobe has grabbed it and and excelled in this vein over the last 11 games. And I feel like with Kobe, if this less deferential version of Kobe, perhaps a less deferential version of Patrick Williams, I just I don't know, I don't know why it's, why it wouldn't be worth a shot for the Bulls to see all this that they've invested into Zach Levine if he can enhance what they've done here. Do you, I, I guess my my assessment of Kobe White is a part of my question here. Do you think with what Kobe White has done in seizing control of things can now aid Zach Levine in a way similar to what Lonzo Ball? where Zach Levine was in a more deferential role when Lonzo Ball was on the court? I highly doubt it. I okay. highly doubt it. Um, you know, Zach Levine takes up a lot of space on the court, in the locker room, you know, on the roster, um, you know, on the books. Like, uh, he's, in he's, the usage rate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and th- these guys you're mentioning, Pat Williams, you know, Kobe White, Ayo DeSumo, these guys are showing us some stuff now, are only able to do that because they have the room uh, without Zach. And so, uh, again, that's not a knock on Zach, but uh, these these young players are, are capable of doing more, and now they're having an opportunity to show it. And I think the last thing, uh, you know, about Zach and Kobe uh, coming back, I mean, the assumption or the premise is we haven't seen it. I mean, if you put him back in there, we've seen that. It's the first 15 games all over again. So mm. it's not like we haven't had time to evaluate what Zach Levine looks like on this roster. We've had plenty. Yeah, the the results I, are there. there yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. The results were awful. So, I mean, that, that I suppose that probably should just tell the whole story. I just – I don't understand why there wouldn't be some onus on Kobe yeah. White, on Patrick Williams, to be less deferential when the talents of Zach Levine are back out there. I, well, I, I say this. I, I think if Zach has been watching and cheering for, and like you said, in and out of practice in the locker room with these guys and seeing how successful they've been, at some point he's got to look in the mirror and say, I need to tailor my game to the ultimate goal here, which is winning. Or, That's or, all I'm saying. Or just for Kobe to keep dribbling the ball and stop watching Zach. Like, you know, this version of Kobe. I don't know why this version of Kobe can't exist with Zach on the court with him. I just that That's the part, just intellectually or logically, that's the part I don't yeah. understand. It's it's correct, Darnell. It's 100% correct. That's what the results are, like you said. It, we've seen it play out. I just don't logically understand why Kobe White can't still sustain the same ed- agency we're seeing on the court when Zach is back out there with him. I think you guys are trying to get me to call Zach Levine a ball hog. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. That's not. Hey, Darnell, I want to be clear. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just saying, if 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 Kobe isn't the one with the ball in his hands, it's because Zach has taken the ball out of his hands. That's that's all I'm saying. That's because because we have the evidence, as you said. A lot of times it's not just Zach. A lot of times it's Demar, and then it's a trickle down, a snowball effect. Yeah, know? and then Vooch definitely doesn't DeMar get enough touches. Then Vooch yeah. starts doing it. Yeah. It's like, and then all, everything collapses. So it's just like taking one little piece out of that, and mm. it's a big piece, but taking a piece out of that has kind of made the puzzle clear for everyone. And it so has. now we can see it, 
I don't know why you all want to tinker it to go back to what it was. <laughs> no, I don't want no, no, no. I didn't. I, hold on. I want to be clear. I don't want to tinker it to go back to what it was. I'm saying maybe Zach Levine can make an adjustment. And maybe I'm foolhardy for saying that. But I think that's the only thing that would actually work is if mm. Zach Levine. I don't expect anybody who's on this team right now playing their tails off, competing night in, night out with the Joel Embiid's and Nikola Jokic for a, a quarter and a half or whatever. For, uh, yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> – Levine has to adjust. And if he doesn't want to, that's fine. Trade him. Get your money dump. And we'll just see what they get back. I mean, read between the lines. Fellas. I am. I am. Billy Donovan, I mean, listen to how Billy Donovan's talking game when he's talking about how connected the guys connected. are. How, you know, like how much energy everyone's mm-hmm. playing with and it's contagious and all of these things. We weren't hearing that before. Sure won't. Yeah. Sure weren't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm too hopeful. I'm Look, too hopeful. Our, I guess our straws that's what have been is. grasped at. They have yeah, been. We, no. we, we don't have them. There's Darnell, no way to say Donnell's wrong. The, Darnell's the results up on the mountain are what looking they are. down at us like some young. The, the results are what they are. There's no doubt about that. I'm just like, man, he's got such skill. I don't know. If he's got skill and he's not a terrible person, like Kyrie seems to be a terrible person. James yeah. Harden seems to be a locker room destroyer. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't completely get that vibe with Zach. But at the same time, it's not working. There's no doubt about that. It hasn't worked with him out there. But we're going to continue to watch it closely, Darnell. And, you know, wherever he ends up, then hopefully they get something in return. But Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, man. Outstanding stuff as always. I appreciate it. Happy holidays, fellas. All right. That is Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic. I mean, you know, it's hard to argue with, with the truth. Well, some people will still do it, but yeah. but it is difficult to to launch yeah. a a true counter argument. But, but I wasn't I wasn't like trying to counter his like the truth is the truth. I was just asking, hey, is there a chance he could make an adjustment after yeah. watching this? That's right. what the sauce saying. Like, that's really the only chance the Bulls have to make that work with him. And, and if they can't make it work with him, they're not getting much in return. That's the part that he's right. We all have to wrap our heads around mm. the Bradley Beal deal sending him from the Wizards to the Suns was eye opening, mm. yeah. and the Wizards are awful. And they didn't get anything back of of substance, and you know that they, they they're winning. So I mean, I I get you know this could be a playoff team without Zach Levine. How much higher is the ceiling with Zach Levine? Like just just the skills. It's just I just really think he's just super skilled. And if he's super skilled and he works hard and he's not off a human being, then I'm just wondering like is is there a version of this that can be even better with him? But so far the answer has been no. And both Darnell Mayberry and then earlier in the week, Joe Cowley said, are, are, are you not watching? Yeah, I'm watching. Are your eyes lying to me? No, my, my eyes are not lying to me. I'm just, I'm still hopeful. I'm going to leave you with these four words on this topic. I am the system. <laughs> that was James Harden. <laughs> James Harden is a malcontent. Zach Levine has not been James Harden up to not this point. Not a malcontent. Point. Okay. Oh, man. All right, so we, we, that, was, that was a fun Bulls conversation. I do want to talk some Christmas, though. Yeah, it is the holiday yeah. season. We promised some Christmas convo. We'll do one last thing a little bit later in the show as well. Anthony Heron and Marshall Harris. We got Alex Kuhn and Tyler Butabaugh on the ones and twos for this evening. We are in for Parkinson Spiegel on the Parkinson Spiegel Show on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.